Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. It's so nice to be back with you again. I actually have, I thought today we'd talk about cancer. And I say cancer, I'm not going to give you any remedy for the cure or anything like that. I just want to talk about cancer in general. It seems not a week goes by that someone I know or love has found out that they have cancer. And I just sit in awe as these families rally around to try to take care of their loved ones. And the victim themselves, what they don't go through, the process that they go through in trying to make the decision as to their upcoming health care. And... I don't even know how I would handle the situation like that if if it should come my way. But uh, I guess I had two grandmas with cancer. But, you know, I was a younger mother. I was busy taking care of my families, even though both of my grandmas were super close to me. I don't remember being a part of any decision-making or anything like that between my parents and my grandmothers. They all made those decisions. And at that time, we knew nothing at all about natural remedies. It wasn't even an option. And so, with that being said, now I know, and so therefore I feel as though I would have an option. My family members would now have an option. And people who come into my store and I find out that someone in their family has just been diagnosed with cancer, I do try to tell them, please see a good homeopath. I no longer take cancer patients. I don't help with those cases at all. For one thing, it's too time-consuming because you have to follow that case step-by-step. You have to monitor and and follow it step-by-step with even through homeopathy and natural remedies. And like I said, I don't have that kind of time that I can commit to that type of case-taking. But I definitely will be happy to refer anyone to the doctor that I work with because she's brilliant beyond measure. And if she can't help, she would find someone who can. Because in homeopathy in India, I remember when I went to out to Oregon to study the protocol for curing cancer, I was introduced to a whole new world of cancer treatment. And I remember at that time, and I don't know if the percentage is as high now as it was then, but at that time they claimed that they could cure 90% of all cancer patients with homeopathy. Of course, they monitor the diet and things like that. And to me, that was astounding, absolutely astounding, and I just didn't forget it. I learned very, very much about cancer through that seminar, and then as I continued my study in homeopathy, I said, really, I do believe 90% of all cancer can be cured with homeopathy because, again, in our show on stress, I think I explained quite well about how the body perceives what it's going through, and even now when I talk to people about cancer and they're, you know, this patient was seemingly well and then all of a sudden they came down with cancer. I said, 
I always ask the question, what happened in their life? And they just look at me. What do you mean? They got cancer. No, no, no. What happened to weaken their immune system? What happened that literally broke their heart or traumatized their mind? Or what happened in their life to make them feel as though they were losing control? And every single time, the family member or the person themselves can look at me and say, Oh, well, that's easy. They always know that trigger point. They always know what happened. And see, there again, we were talking about what happened in their life that their body, that their mind couldn't handle. Because if we talk about cancer, everybody has cancer cells, right? Those are the irregular cells that the body quickly gets rid of, and then it moves on to create and make new healthy cells again. Well, cancer, like I said, they're irregular cells, and the body just quickly gets rid of them normally in a healthy person. But for whatever reason, with persons with cancer, suddenly they can't handle getting rid of those bad cancer cells, so it stores them away. It stores them and tries to lock them away, and guess what? That's what we call a tumor. It's storing these unhealthy cancer cells into a, into a lump that it can hopefully deal with later. Well, invariably, this type of person, the person who has cancer, something has happened to them. They no longer feel as though they are in control. The mind doesn't feel that it's in control anymore. Something happened that it makes them feel they lost control. And therefore, as soon as the mind feels it lost, con loses control, then the body loses control as well. And it's not able to take care of the things it's supposed to take care of in the process, the form, the way that it normally does. And so cancer is allowed to kind of take over. It's usually during times, obviously, there's times of stress and things like that anyway, to allow enough cancer cells to be there, to be present. And then when this trauma happens, bingo, it's like we're, we're caught. A good homeopath can recognize that trigger point. It can recognize the language behind it. And that's what I love about case taking is we're taught in seminar, we're taught, according to these books, how to listen to the language. And people laugh at me and I say, it's like a multiplication chart. Instead of numbers, it's language. You're listening for certain key words and then you cross-reference them with the speed and the veracity in which disease approaches or hits us. And you will be able to pinpoint those particular remedies that are within that category, that group of words, of actual language. And you can laugh about that, but St. Benedict taught that if you want to know a man, listen to him but for five minutes and he will give away his heart. In other words, as you're sitting here listening to me, you know me way better than I know myself. Because if you would break down the language, the actual words that I tell you, you will know a lot about me. Because I can't hide who I am when I'm sitting here rambling away. <laughs> and so when I do case taking, the doctor that I was working with at the time, he would say, Sue, you're too close. Literally sit back. Push yourself back. You get too involved in the story. You get too involved in the person. You need to push your chair back. You need to stop listening to the story and listen to the language. He says, you have good intuition, and you will be an excellent homeopath someday, but you have to stop listening to the story. Once I did that, a whole new world unfolded, and it was amazing how that language just popped out at me. And even when you're, like I say, if you, uh, someone who has cancer... Yes, change your diet, change your exercise. Maybe you're exercising too much. Maybe you're not exercising enough. Maybe you're just not breathing deep enough. Yes, the whole food thing. Actually, my next show will be on food because I have to get this off my chest and I have to talk about the food in America. It's amazing. We went to Australia, and I will tell you about that in our next show. But all, all of the food you eat, 
your body has to process. It's either going to find this food nourishing or it's going to find it poisoning. There's really no in between. Even the water, everything you take into your body, let it be nourishing. And there are certain food combinations when it comes to cancer, and I'm not even going to get into that because there's so, so much good information out there. If someone would like to contact me, like I said, I, I do have a lot of really good information, some key websites that you could go to. Like I said, I mean, they had that webinar. We all watched that series of 10 webinars on the cure for cancer, and it was shortly after that that these poor homeopaths and naturopaths were found suspiciously dead or disappeared <laughs> all over the country. My kids are like, Mom, stop talking. I says, are you kidding? I said, people need to know this stuff. There are cures. But most of it is actual just common sense. If it comes in a bag and has more ingredients than you can read seriously, that's a poison. Don't eat it. And I have what I call my Sunday foods. I let my kids eat certain things on Sundays, but I beg them, please, please make sure, even if it's not nourishing, that it's not going to be toxic. You know, I say, if it's not going to be nourishing, if it's dead food, if it's, but you don't want it to be toxic. <laughs> so when it comes to cancer, if anyone has the courage to go the natural route, there is so much help out there for you. There really, really is. And okay, we're talking to talk about a group of doctors in India and they had been, in India, they, like I said, they, they claim to cure 90% of all cancer. So there's this, this wonderful group and I'm not going to name names because I, I probably will elaborate too much in one area and I won't get the actual details perfectly correct in another area. But this is the synopsis of the story. And there's a famous university in Texas. <laughs> okay, I will say that university is John Hopkins, okay? They told this group of doctors in India, okay, you know what? You guys are always claiming to cure cancer. Put your money where your mouth is. You need to start proving that you're curing cancer. Because remember, in homeopathy, like cures like. We don't even know, need to know the name of the disease, so to speak, in order to be able to cure it. In other words, a person will come to you, they'll give you their set of symptoms, and because the mind, that wonderful mind, is so smart, it knows how to throw those symptoms out. So and by doing that, it says, help me, help me. So anyway, in homeopathy, we look at those symptoms, we look at the whole person, we give the remedy that's most like those symptoms. In other words, the remedy that will cause those types of symptoms in a healthy person. So anyway, John Hopkins University told this group of doctors in India, put your money where your mouth is, prove you're curing this cancer. So they proceeded, they put out an SOS, and the homeopathic world came forward and helped them to buy all the equipment, the MRIs, the x-rays, the blood work, the lab stuff, everything that they would need to x-ray a person, do an MRI, do all the blood work to say, yes, here's the tumor, here's the size, here's the blood work, this is what we've got going, and yes, this person has confirmed cancer. Then the doctors take this person, and they take their case, they start them on homeopathic remedies, possibly a limited diet, or whatever it is they do to help them get over this cancer. And as they watch this tumor decrease in size, they monitor it now, okay? So they started this I don't know how many years ago, it wasn't a super long time, but then they started monitoring all these cancer cures. They give statistics, how many brain tumors came in. Actually, oddly enough, brain tumors is the number one type of cancer in the world right now. And it used to be the rarest, okay? Figure that one out. So anyway, they monitor all these tumors, they monitor their cures, and then they put out the statistics now. John Hopkins University, I remember my medical doctor sent me a 
letter and she said, Sue, I want you to know this just came out in the medical journal. And that was about five years ago, I believe it was. Maybe six or seven now. I don't know. Time goes by so quickly. And she said, I'm so impressed. She said, John Hopkins put out this medical report that yes, there are homeopathic remedies that cure cancer. Ah! Go figure, right? And the funny thing is, is they're all in a 30C potency. Because remember, the lower potencies tend to cure the organic. But at the same time, like if you have an X potency, that's great for a broken leg. A C potency is going to also touch the mind as well as the body. A low C potency. The higher potencies tend to have more of an affiliation to the mind. So at a C potency, it's going to cure the organic, and it's also going to touch the mind in a positive way to help the mind heal. Help the mind get control again. So anyway, they admitted that, yes, three C potencies, and they did name them in the, the American Medical Journal. One was Thuya, 30C. Aha! Thuya is the huge immunization remedy. Remember, we, we take Thuya, 30C potency, to nullify the harmful effects of vaccinations, immunizations. And then Conium, and then also Phytoloca or Phytolaca, which is the lymphatic. Conium is famous for like prostate and things like that. It's um, huge. It's water hemlock. It's a fantastic remedy for all sorts of things, especially in the older age. And uh, so anyway, it's just absolutely amazing. And when I I tell people this story, I tell them all the time, and they just kind of look at me with a blank look because they've never heard of it before. You can't just tell somebody, oh, I've I've got a new way. You can learn to fly. It's awesome. I want you to jump off this cliff and do exactly what I tell you to do, exactly what I tell you to do and jump off this cliff. Okay, go. They do, and they're going to look at you like, oh, wow, this woman is nuts. Yes, I'm nuts. <laughs> but you know what? Now we have proof. It's not just somebody saying, hey, this works. It cures cancer. We do have proof. These three remedies are a place to go. Find a, and, and like I said, there are so many really, really good homeopaths. Yes, some of them can be either human, all right? But based on word of mouth, that's the best way to find a good homeopath. That's the best way to find a good naturopath. That's the best way to find a good medical doctor. I never go to a medical doctor, but what someone hasn't recommended them to me, I will say, oh gosh, my daughter has this issue. Who should I go see? You know, you have insurance issues you have to deal with nowadays. You have all sorts of things. If you trust your friends, they can ask around for you. And that is, we have to do that in this world. The yellow pages doesn't always work when so well when we're looking for a good doctor. Of course, if you pray about it, find yourself a good doctor or a good homeopath. But as far as cancer, there's there really are tried and true cures. Like I said, I was talking about that webinar, and I was not fortunate enough to watch all 10 webinars that they put out. I was only fortunate enough to watch one full one in its entirety in another part of one. And it was a group of doctors from all around the world that came together to talk about the cure for cancer. And all the statistics, the actual facts, everything that they had compiled as absolute truths. And the one show that I got to watch was 10 doctors that had actually been diagnosed with cancer and chose the natural route. And they cured themselves with homeopathy, diet, and exercise. And I, um, the one doctor really stood out in my mind because he was so young. I think he was only like in his 40s. He had been diagnosed at 35. He had two inoperable brain tumors. So he didn't just decide, I'm going to choose the natural route. Okay, He had to choose the natural route because they couldn't operate on him. And he, he knew as a doctor that they were not going to be able to radiate or chemo those tumors and have any success whatsoever. So with the use of homeopathy, and he specifically said homeopathy and diet 
and less exercise because he had been exercising too much. But by this time, he was already in a wheelchair. By the time they, they got through all the diagnostic and whatnot and so forth, he was already in a wheelchair. He went the homeopathic route and diet, and he was cured. 100% cured. Four or five years had gone by since he, was, he had been you know, diagnosed cancer-free, and he was telling his story. It was an amazing story, and every single one of those stories was amazing on this webinar that some of the natural doctors had signed up for. And I just sat in awe. Like I said, cancer's not been a big part of my life until now with the store, and I see these people come in, and my heart, my heart hurts for them because we're faced with so much. Every decision we make is key, is critical. And like I said, God does not will us to be sick. He has allowed it. He has allowed it for our spiritual good. It's rampant in the world because of sin. All, everything, disease, death on this earth is because of sin. We know that. And if we can look at it like that and say, okay, Lord, what can I do? And it, it is it does mean a life of self-sacrifice and constant learning temperance and always striving for just to be set just a little bit off that main path. You have to do things a little bit differently. All these people who are growing their own foods and, and doing everything they can, and you'll see one of those, you'll see some of those people too come down with cancer. Why is this? Well, we don't know. But there's always that mental in the background. There's always that they felt they lost control of a certain situation. And I've seen very, very many times there was something... Like you take a person that's middle-aged or just above middle-aged and their children are growing and invariably something will have happened to one of their children. And the parent's heart, or even grandchildren, you know, I just, a, a woman who came down with cancer, I suspect it was something with her grandchild. But she came down with this cancer very quickly. So it can always just be kind of like hovering there. And as soon as this trauma occurs, then that, that cancer just takes over. And if we can just recognize that find a good homeopath and say, you know, let's talk. I want to go the natural route. Obviously, the natural route is not for everyone because a lot of people don't have the choice. A lot of people who are in the VA system, you know, because they've been in the Army or some sort of the forces, they don't have that option. They either have to take that route or face the consequences. And I've have had a lot of military wives call me and say, we don't have a choice. We have to go this route. And again, that breaks my heart as well. And life is difficult, it is hard, and, and all we can do is just help and support each other because we're all going to die in the end anyway, okay? <laughs> People love when I say that, but it's the absolute truth. We're all going to die. So all we can do is try to live as well as we can, loving God, loving our neighbor charitably, doing things for others and helping each other, and then die a holy death. You know, that's, that's our goal. That's everyone's goal. But in the meantime, while we're living, let's let's try to, you know, let's try to use as many natural things as we can. And I, like I said, nutritionally, there's so much to be said about B17, which is, you know, it's found in apricot seeds, apple seeds, things like that. I'm not really up on all that. I've just put in some requests for some more information to a couple of very reputable companies that do sell it in the United States. And the problem with that, folks, is even if you can get your hands on this apricot seed or this B17. FDA is mandating that it be, you know, radiated. And so it renders it dead anyway, and it's not going to do you any good. So you have to be very sure of your source. And 
you know, and how do you be sure of your source? You're taking someone's word for it. I don't know. Like I said, I've put out some requests for some more information on this subject. But yeah, people are having great reviews from this. There's the Budwig diet. There's a lot of different diets. Um, and there's a lot of people who do help others get over their cancer naturally. And uh, so anyway, I just I just wanted to touch on that because I think that when a person, we all hear about cancer all the time, but I think when a person is actually diagnosed or someone in their family is actually diagnosed, what happens? Shock. The whole family. The sadness and the sorrow that sits in. First of all, the family could all use a remedy. You know, do they need a dose of Ignatia or a dose of NatMer for that chronic grief that they've been dealing with? Let's look at giving the family some remedies, okay, so that they can handle their stress too. And don't overlook Coculus Indicus either as the caregiver's remedy because people who are caring for sick people, that constant being by their side, that constant caregiving, that nurturing, that will wear that person out very, very badly. And we don't, we don't need that, okay? So you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to get your rest. The cancer person has to get their rest, and they have to get the kind of help that they need. And it's really hard. You know, we, then we, it's at that point that we start scrambling. What am I going to do? So it doesn't really hurt to put a plan in play, you know, it, before anyone you know gets diagnosed. I know my husband and I have talked about this about, you know, what would we do in the event that one of us should be, get cancer. And so we do have a plan in place. It's kind of like um, people write a will, you know. Well, we all know we're going to die. We don't all know we're going to get cancer. We hope none of us do. <laughs> but there's, it's okay to at least talk about it and have a plan of action so that when, if something should happen, you just you feel confident in your decision as to the way you want to go because you've thought it through. You've prayed about it. You've thought it through this is what I want to do. I'm not going to let a doctor talk me into anything I don't believe in. Because I will tell you, when I was at seminar one time, the doctor that was in charge, he was saying, in India, we believe anyone is still curable of cancer so long as the vitality is good and they do not have not had chemo. And that's exactly what he said. The vi- by the vitality, remember we've talked about the body's natural energy, is that energy dwindles because of disease as we you know walk closer towards death that vitality dwindles. But if the vitality is still high enough, and the language will tell her that, when we're taking our cases, we know what the vitality is. So if the vitality is still good enough, that person can be healed if they haven't had chemotherapy. He didn't go on to elaborate on chemotherapy, but we know that chemotherapy is heavy metal poisoning. So the body then has two things to fight. Okay, so I'm just telling you what I was told at seminar, and I've always remembered that. And I've known several people who have had it and they're in total remission so you know God is always ultimately in charge and um, so you like I say you and your family have to make the types of decisions that need to be made in your family if this should ever arise but I just wanted to throw out there that you know don't be afraid to go the natural route stick to your guns and if you or your family member dies anyway you know if you even if you want the natural route it's it's God's will if you felt good about it and if you go on and have any sort of allopathic treatments, you die anyway, you can feel good about it because through prayer and family decisions, that's the route you chose. Because everyone has to make a choice and then feel good about it and then go in that direction. Just pray about it, talk about it, and go in that direction. Like I say, I just wanted to throw this out here because I want you to know that there really is a lot of super good help in the world of homeopathy Yes, I use essential oils and herbs and, you know, diet. I'm not real big on supplements of any kind. 
at this point. Um, minerals, we do take some minerals on occasion, but there again, we're not huge in that area. But I just want you to know that we're all behind you. Whoever you know that has cancer, and like I said, I will try to point you in the direction of an excellent doctor who can help homeopathically. And then it's always good to have um, a good naturopath on the side to help balance the body's minerals and, and systems that way. But I would not even go through cancer without going to a homeopathic doctor. There's just no way because it's too valuable. Because whatever allowed our bodies to get the cancer in the first place, we need to know what that is. And a good homeopathic doctor is going to help us to understand that and get us on the right remedy in the, in the direction of healing again. So anyway, with that, I will let you go. I pray you and your family are healthy and happy. May God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.